and welcome back to Ask a Monk. This is going to be my last Ask a Monk uh, installment before leaving for Asia for two months. So uh, this wraps it up. And thanks everyone for your questions. And thanks for um, for the feedback and showing that this format works. The, the point of the whole experiment wasn't to um, wasn't to add something to what I do. I'm already quite busy as it is with my own practice and with teaching in real life and so on. But um, the, actually the, the idea was that it would make my life easier not having to answer the same questions over and over again um, but to give hopefully reasonable, reasonably satisfactory answers to, um, to the majority of the questions and uh, at least give people enough um, of a broad scope to answer some questions that they might have um, that they wouldn't have to uh, have to ask themselves so and I think in that sense it was a great success it um, made things a lot simpler for me and it seems to have reached quite a few people we got a lot of different topics out there um, and you know hopefully we can keep going another thing I'd like to do is um, uh, discuss Buddhism on uh, on camera with some of the people around here so um, maybe in, in the new year I'll be doing a sort of a monk chat um, sort of a dialogue talk show kind of thing you know, just where I get together with one of the local Buddhists and we talk about something um, but I'll, I'll probably be giving talks and so on when I get back looks like I'm coming back in January <coughs> and um, we're going to try to set something up. The forest thing might not be on the near horizon. We might have to set up something here in the city um, or in this, uh, this small city of Moore Park and, uh, and, and go from there. Uh, once I can build up more support then, then start moving towards the forest. So, uh, okay, so this is the last one, and the final question comes from Nidish9644, who asks, O Venerable, we all know that the Buddha said certain things are imponderables. What is the significance for this? I find everything else very rational about Buddhism, but this just seems to be escapism. Okay, uh, first of all, I'm going to go on a limb and say that most people don't know that the Buddha said certain, th certain things are imponderables. That's actually, um, <clears throat> I would say, a fairly esoteric teaching. It's found in one place in the Buddha's teaching, and uh, it certainly doesn't play a prominent role. Um, what what plays a much more prominent, much more prominent role, is um, those things which the Buddha knew, or. Um, I had explanations for but didn't give explanations for. The Buddha said just like the leaves on the tree are many um, and the leaves in one's hand that one can fit in one's hand are few. Uh, so are the the teachings that I give to you. What I know is like the forest where the teachings I give to you is like a handful of leaves. And the reason for that being um, it's certainly not escapism. It's um, it's for two reasons. It's one for expediency's sake. The Buddha didn't teach all of his teachings to every person. Even the things that he did teach were specific to individuals. So there were many things that certain students got and other certain students didn't get because 
the important point is to give you what's important and what's going to uh, get you on the right track. Whatever else you learn is really um, inconsequential in in comparison. And the other reason being that there are certain things when you pursue them, even if you can find answers, that they don't lead to to happiness and, and peace and freedom from suffering. Things like um, like the origin of the of the world, the Big Bang, and so on, um, and, and many worldly things, politics, um, the society, even 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 issues which we might um, which many many high-minded people think are important. The Buddha didn't focus on because of his deep understanding of reality. For instance, the environment or um, um, animal cruelty or, or uh, war and torture and so on. The Buddha didn't go into, you know, it wasn't a social activist trying to stop these things because he was going to the core of things. He's saying that, you know, the reason beings suffer, the reason there's social injustice, the reason the environment is being destroyed is because of the, the greed, the anger, and the delusion that exists in our minds. We suffer at the hands of others because we have made them suffer at our hands before. It's a cycle. And the only way to break out of it is to, for someone to stop, for the consciousness of beings to be lifted up. So those are for the things which are ponderable, which you can think about but shouldn't, um, are, are going to be of no use to you. On the, there are some teachings of the Buddha which you, you don't have to worry about, um, depending on who you are and, and your position. There are many people who are not going to learn and are not required and, and shouldn't think of the, the necessity the, of it as being a necessity to learn these things, even though it is the teachings of the Buddha. Not to mention those things that the Buddha didn't teach but knew. Um, and the reason he didn't teach them is because they didn't have any per perceivable benefit to beings. When thought about, they lead to more confusion, lead to more vexation and lead to more uh, clinging. Further to that, there's this group of four things that are imponderable. And um, I think it's really unfair to say that it's escapism for the Buddha not to um, not to talk about certain things, you know, on the one hand the things that he knew but not talk about them. But to say that because the Buddha didn't know, he was just saying that they're imponderable. No. The, first of all, there are only four of them. That, that's a pretty profound thing, that in the whole of the universe there are only four things that you can't uh, think about, that shouldn't be thought about. Um, and second of all, the reason you can't think about them is because there's, there's no answer. There is no limit. There is no... Um, um, there, there is no resolution that comes from it. The more you think about it, the more... Uh, crazy you become, the more your mind becomes diffuse and uh, unwieldy. The first one is the um, the limit of the Buddha, the limit of an enlightened being, the limit of their abilities, of their knowledge, because it's unlimited. The uh, a, a being who is enlightened, who is perfectly in tune with reality, can set their mind on anything and can understand any topic just by thinking about it. It's impossible to understand the limit of in, in essence, the limit of how far you can take your mind, how far you can go um, with the power of, 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 of purity, of clarity of mind. And the second one is related to that, the, the, power, the, the limit of the powers of meditation. So even for people who are not enlightened, the limit um, that one can go to 
in one's meditation practice. So as far as gaining magical powers, as far as um, remember, recollecting past lives, uh, seeing heaven, seeing hell, levitating, and so on. Uh, the, the 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 limit there is no limit and uh, to to think and to to ponder and even to um, push the limits in meditation to be developing oneself further and further there's so many books out there that you can read that have all sorts of wacky experiences that the the number of different experiences that you can have is uh, unlimited you can't you you couldn't ever come to any a framework to say what is possible and what is impossible because the mind can keep going and going and going and the further you go the more diffuse your mind becomes the less focus the less um set in one direction it becomes and it, it you just end up wandering through samsara really the third one is the limit or the the workings of karma of cause and effect because cause and effect it has to do with all of reality and to try to understand why you are the way you are even why one person is the way they are you know it it takes you further and further out into all of the other workings of the universe until you have to examine every part of the universe um and then even according to quantum physics even that's not enough right you 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 can't say that the the world is not deterministic as you start to investigate um, you know, your investigation changes things. So this is something that is imponderable. It leads only to vexation. The Buddha said these things lead to madness. They lead you to, you, you drive yourself crazy by thinking about them. And uh, the fourth one is um, the, the nature of the world. Thinking about the, the creation of the world, the, the, you know, why does the world exist, the, the reasons behind things. And this is um, this is probably the most difficult for Westerners because we expect answers. These are the profoundly religious uh, questions, but they're in essence in in a, in essence framed in the wrong way. They're they're dealing with um, you know certain presumptions about the universe, like the fact that the universe has a beginning or the fact that time is linear, when in fact what we're dealing with is is the present moment, and we're dealing with um, a system based on on delusion on ignorance and so by thinking about the you know the, the way the world is as i said it, even your thinking about it changes it it changes your existence it's it it's this pondering this um this examining this this questioning which actually sets up a new type of universe and that's why physicists live in a physical uh, three-dimensional or four-dimensional or eleventh-dimensional space because they create this through their uh, experiments and through their questioning. Buddhism is a practical religion, so it deals with those things that lead to clear um, and uh, realizable benefits, those things which are obviously of benefit to us. And if it's a benefit to us, then there's really no question as to whether it should be developed. And you can see that clearly through your meditation. There's no one who could come up to you and say, well, you know, that's a benefit to you in this way, but it's going to hurt you in some other way. It, it, it's it's um, undeniable that, these, that, that the path that the Buddha taught, the path of meditation, of developing oneself and seeing things clearly, is 
is the right way. It, it's it's um, it's self-evident. The more you practice, the more you realize that this that practicing in this way is useful, is beneficial, is the right way, is the way to become free from from suffering. The more you think about these other things, um, you know, certain philosophical questions, the more crazy you become. So it's uh, not that the Buddha was trying to avoid certain subjects um, because he didn't know them or because he, uh, you know, he, he had the wrong answer or the wrong way of looking at things. It's because what is meant by that is is you'll go crazy thinking about these things. You'll never come to an answer and you'll just go further and further and your mind be will become less and less focused on any one goal. Um, your your mind will not settle. You'll, you'll, you'll just tangle your mind up. As you look at them, uh, in many cases it's going to change your experience just by examining, just by investigating. So they shouldn't be thought about. Thinking about them is of no benefit. Um, and in fact, it's a great detriment. That's what is meant by those. Okay, so thanks for the question, and uh, I hope that gave a suitable answer. And uh, again, that's all for now. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in and for all your questions, comments. And don't forget to promote these videos if you're um, if you like them, if you think they're useful, put them on your website. Uh, subscribe, favorite, etc., etc. And most important of all, keep meditating. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for everything and uh, and uh, you're welcome to all those people who uh, who have said thank you to me. It's been uh, it's been great. Keep going.